Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle, and do you want to read some backlist? Come on, let's read some books. This is episode number 257 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi everyone, how are we all managing? Totally okay if your answer is not at all. You are not alone in that answer. I am finally getting back into baking. I've been baking donuts. I don't like the mess of frying and baked donuts don't need yeast, so it feels like a faster process. Honestly, I'm just really tired of not having donuts, so I decided to do something about it. I think making my own pasta is also in the near future. I can I can feel it. I have started writing more snail mail again, and it feels like stretching a muscle that hasn't been used in a while, like, oh yeah, I remember this. And I'm really, really getting a kick out of out of writing more snail mail again. And of course, I've been reading. Before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of The Familiar by Lee Bardugo. This is one I'm actually super excited about. I liked Lee Bardugo's other adult fantasy books, and so I'm really looking forward to this one. It's set in the Spanish Golden Age during a time of high-stakes political intrigue and glittering wealth. It follows Luzia, a servant in the household of an impoverished Spanish nobleman who reveals a talent for little miracles. Her social climbing mistress demands Luzia use her gifts to win over Madrid's most powerful players, but what begins as simple amusement takes a dangerous turn. Luzia will need to use every bit of her wit and will to survive, even the help of Guillén Santángel, an immortal familiar whose own secrets could prove deadly for them both. So The Familiar by Lee Bardugo is on sale now. And like I said, it's a must read of the season. It's perfect for anyone who loves history, a little bit of magic, a lot of danger. You can get your copy now at LeeBardugoTheFamiliar.com. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of The Familiar by Lee Bardugo for sponsoring this episode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. For my first pick, I have Drop the Ball, Achieving More by Doing Less by Tiffany Dufu. I want to start out by saying that many of you may not be interested in reading a book about productivity at this time. I totally get that and I support that fully. I admit that I'm not necessarily the target audience for this book. The author is a cis woman married to a cis man and they have two children. I am in a same-sex marriage and we are child-free. 
There's a lot of women are like this and men are like that in this book to which I apply my usual nonfiction rule of take what's best and leave the rest. That being said, the author, Tiffany Dufu, is a high achiever, type A personality, and I definitely identify with that. At one time, she might even have identified as a perfectionist. In this book, she talks about how this behavior is not sustainable, especially if one is going for perfection both professionally and as a mom and as a wife. We're talking about her job as a major gift fundraiser and weekly meal planning and prep and tracking every ounce of breast milk that her infant took in and every ounce of poop that came out. The amount of things that this woman was trying to do and how tightly she held control of household things was absurd, but also like I I totally recognize that behavior. So she was feeling the strain from this. She talks about what she calls imaginary delegation. For instance, when one week she didn't cut up the week's meat and put it in the freezer because she thought that if she didn't do it and she just left it hanging out, her husband would pick it up and automatically just take on the task, the task that she had been doing for forever already. She calls this imaginary delegation. In my household, we call that passive-aggressive behavior. Either way, it doesn't set up you nor your partner for success especially when you're expecting like mind reading. And she definitely goes over that as well. She talks a lot about the resentment she built up over the split of household and parenting duties according to typical gender roles, which I imagine is a thing that happens not unfrequently in heterosexual marriages. I promise, though, this book isn't all just her complaining and then self-discovery. When it comes down to it, it's a really useful book about communication and her talking with her husband about her needs and how they can support each other. It's also about letting go how things are done. For example, if she meal plans, there would be a variety of meals over the course of the week. When she asked her husband to meal plan, he made a really large amount of a single dish on Sunday, and that's what they ate for the rest of the week. She learns over and over again that just because it's not the way she would do something doesn't mean it's wrong or bad. Definitely a lesson I need to be reminded of every once in a while. If you can identify with any of this, then I recommend reading Drop the Ball, Achieving More by Doing Less by Tiffany Dufu. For my second book, I chose The Summer of Jordi Perez and The Best Burger in Los Angeles by Amy Spaulding. I adored this book. It's cute and queer and hilarious, and I'm also biased because it takes place in Los Angeles, and I lived in LA for many years. I'm always comforted by books that take place in locations that I know and are special to me. This young adult romance is told from the point of view of Abby. Abby is a plus-size fashion blogger with bright pink hair and a bold sense of style that I identify with heavily. Tropical prints, bright colors, clothes and accessories with a fruit theme, literally half my closet. Abby is also gay and laments that she is never going to have a girlfriend. She's convinced herself that she's the sassy sidekick to the star of the show, who is her best friend Malia. Like, there's no actual show, it's just like the show in Abby's mind. Abby is 17 and got an internship with Lemonberry, a fashion brand that she's obsessed with that also has their boutique within walking distance of Abby's house. 
Walking distance is important because Abby pretty much walks everywhere. She doesn't know how to drive and she really isn't interested in learning. When Abby shows up to her internship on her first day, so does another girl that she's seen around her high school. This girl is Jordi Perez and her style, all black everything, also the other half of my closet, adds to her seemingly coolness and aloofness. Maggie, the brand creator and owner, tells both girls that they both have a summer internship, but that the resulting job in the fall can, unfortunately, only go to one of them. Abby's strength is social media, as evident by her own fashion blog with a robust following. Jordy's strength is photography, and she always has a camera on her documenting her life. No one wants this internship to be a competition, but it's kind of a competition. And then Abby starts crushing on Jordy hard. We learn quickly that the feeling is mutual. Other important things to know are that Abby's best friend Malia is dating a guy named Trevor. Trevor's best friend is a dude bro named Jax. Jax, like Abby, is tired of being the third wheel to Malia and Trevor, so Jax befriends Abby. Jax's dad is working on an app, and Jax asks Abby to do some field work with him to raid a bunch of different burgers around Los Angeles. This, in some way, is an act of rebellion from Abby. Her mom is a local celebrity who runs Eat Healthy with Nora, and is the kind of person who thinks it's okay to replace tortillas with leafy greens. She doesn't approve of Abby's fatness, or gayness, or pink hair, and they're constantly butting heads. This book is an adorable queer YA romance, but it's also a good exploration on the ideas of public versus private, as well as trusting the people who are closest to you. And I laughed out loud multiple times. I highly recommend The Summer of Jordi Perez and the Best Burger in Los Angeles by Amy Spaulding. And that's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Infofile, as in the lover of information spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading. Happy reading.